Hello and welcome to another night of literary porno. I'm your narrator Mike and this is Amber. And this is unheard of. A twofer. Well, one night and another night. So, let's get this show on the road. This one is called Doctor's Orders, and it's by a fellow named Dan Draper, and there's a little thing at the top, but I'll read it. All characters are over 18 and are fictional. Any resemblance to any real-life persons or situation is purely coincidental, based on a joke expanded into a story. All right, so let's pop this off here. Let me get it situated here. All right. The wait was excruciating for Robert. He and his wife, Stella, had been waiting in the doctor's office for nearly half an hour, waiting for the results of his medical tests. Robert hasn't been feeling well for several months. No other doctor has been able to figure out what was wrong with him. The other doctors were able to determine that it was not cancer or a heart condition, which Robert was grateful to hear but still couldn't come up with any other explanation for what was wrong with him. Finally, they were sent to Dr. Morris, an expert on unusual medical cases, to, deserve, to determine what might be wrong with him. Patients from all over the country came to see him for medical problems no other doctor could solve. Robert and Stella were lucky that they were able to get an appointment with him. After several days of tests where every aspect of his body was thoroughly examined, they were asked to come in for the final results. Dr. Morris finally arrived. He was an older man with thin-rimmed glasses and a big smile on his face. He greeted Robert and Stella, apologized for being late, and sat down behind his desk. So, I've got good news for you, Robert. You should be just fine, said Dr. Morris. Robert and Stella both let out a big sigh of relief. After having to wait so long in the office, they were both worried that it meant bad news. So what's going on with me, Doc? Robert asked. Why do I feel sick all the time? The doctor answered. It's a rare but neurological disorder that's throwing off your biological functions. It should be easy to take care of with a simple prescription that is covered under your health insurance. You'll have to keep up with that prescription the rest of your life. But other than that, you'll have a long and healthy life. That that's great to hear, Doctor. Said Stella very happily. I've been worried sick about Robert for months now. That brings me to you, Stella, said Dr. Morris. I need to talk to you in private, if you don't mind. Robert and Stella gave each other a concerning look, then looked back at Dr. Morris. Is something wrong? I just want to talk to you about some simple things you can do to help make Robert feel better, Dr. Morris assured her. Robert, you don't need to wait around and listen to these boring details. You should probably wait outside. He's probably right, honey. Get yourself some fresh air. I'll meet you at the cafe next door a little later. Robert agreed to leave. He was tired of doctor visits and was glad to be out of there. He heard the first good news about his condition in months and couldn't wait to finally be done with the doctors. Robert shook his doctor's hand, thanked him for his help, and left the office. When Dr. Morris was sure that Robert was gone, he turned his attention to Stella. Stella, your husband is seriously ill, Dr. Morris revealed. His condition is much more serious than I let on. What? 
Stella asked with a shocked expression. How much time does he have left? A few weeks at the most. Stella was breathing heavily, and she could feel her heart pounding hard in her chest. She had never felt so scared about anything in her life. This is unbelievable. Why the hell didn't you tell him uh, that he was... Why did you tell him he was going to live forever? Because I needed him out of the office to talk to you about his condition and how you're the only one who could help him. I've been in this situation before. This is deeply personal stuff I need to talk to you about, and it's usually better when I talk to the wife about it in private. Okay, I think I understand. Um, I'll do anything to help my husband. Tell me what I need to do. First, let's start with his diet. I understand you got him on a vegan, vegan diet, is that right? Yes, it's much healthier. Stop that immediately. That diet is killing him. But it's a healthier lifestyle, and Robert loves it. Dr. Morris continued, It is healthier for most people, but not for people with Robert's condition. That diet is throwing off the neurological functions of his brain, and that's affecting his entire body. He needs to start eating meat immediately. Stella was stunned by this revelation. She was sure being a vegan was a healthy way to live, but she had no idea that it was hurting Robert. She would not have pushed him to do it if she knew what it was doing to him. Okay, I'll start getting him on all kinds of meat right away. It's not just meat he needs to start eating. You need to cook for him whatever he likes as well. If he suggests it, you can't question it. Just cook it for him no matter what it is. Yes, of course I will. That's good to hear. Now that brings me to my next subject. He shouldn't be doing any kind of physical labor around the house. He's too weak to be doing this stuff, so it needs to all be done by you. Yard work, moving furniture, plumbing, painting, electrical problems, and so on. Anything you expect a husband should be doing around the house now needs to be done by you alone. But I already do all the traditional duties of a housewife. Uh, do I have to do that stuff as well? Yes, you have to do it all, Dr. Morris continued. And don't pay any attention, don't pay anybody to do this stuff either. It all needs to be done by you. He specifically told me that he's been really stressed about money lately. So having to spend more money on people to do work around the house would be very stressful for him. And that stress could have a terrible effect on his neurological disorder. Uh, all right, um, I'll try my best. I'll do all his chores, and I think I can get one or two people who could help me for free, so no money will be involved. Excellent. This is going much better than I hoped. Most wives, I've had to tell this, are not as agreeable as you are. As I said, I'm willing to do anything to help Robert. That brings me to my next subject, and this is where it gets very personal. You need to be more sexually available for him. Are you sure? Uh, we already have a very good sex life as it is. Even with his illness, we still make love five or six times a week, sometimes more. Well, it needs to be a lot more than that. As much sex as you two are having right now, he has not been getting as much sex as he needs. You need to double, even triple the amount of sex you're already having. What? His libido is in overdrive because of his neurological disorder, and by not fulfilling those sexual needs, it's hurting his body and weakening his immune system. 
He never told me he needs more sex. He told me specifically that, out of concern for you, he didn't want to pressure you for more sex. So I'm telling you for him that you need to fuck your husband a lot more if you want him to live. Oh, wow. I always thought we had plenty of sex already. My other married friends, they're jealous of me for it. Uh, but okay, um, if I have to, I'll give him more sex. Stella began to wonder when she would have time to triple the amount of sex she already had with Robert when the doctor had already told her she had to do so much more around the house for him. That brings me to the different acts of sex you have. How often do you give him blowjobs? Stella began to feel embarrassed. She had no idea of how personal this was going to be. Um, almost every time we have sex. But do you blow him to completion? Uh, sometimes. And when you do, do you swallow or let him come on you? Um, a little of both, I guess. You need to start swallowing his cum every single time. And I don't just mean only whatever shoots into your mouth. You must suck out whatever remains in his penis after he has finished ejaculating. Leaving any cum inside of his dick after a blowjob could be detrimental to his already compromised immune system. Um, sure, whatever you say. Stella didn't mind swallowing her husband's cum. She just didn't like to do it every single time. She preferred that he comes on her face or tits after a blowjob, or that he waits to come in her pussy after fucking her. But she told herself that she was willing to swallow every drop of cum if it meant helping Robert. And you need to play with his balls a little while you're blowing him. Huh? She asked very confused. His testicles are very problematic right now, and a good massage with your tongue could be very helpful. Stella sat there, wide-eyed from having to listen to all this. She wanted to question the doctor about the reasoning for all this, but she decided that he was the expert, and she should probably listen to what he had to say, even if she didn't entirely understand any of it. Is there anything else? She asked, feeling a little worried about what she might hear next. Yes, he needs to stop providing you with oral sex as well. What? It's not good for him. The neurological disorder is causing his body much stress, both physically and psychologically. That kind of labor to get you off will only exacerbate this situation even more. Can he at least finger me? Only lightly, and never to get you to orgasm. You have got to be fucking kidding me. Dr. Morris continued his explanation. In fact, he also shouldn't be working to get you to orgasm during standard sex either. It would stress out his neurological disorder if he had to concentrate on getting you off. You should just let him have sex with you, focus on getting his own orgasm, and be done with it. And you need to pretend to be happy about it to make him happy, so he won't stress out about not having to get you off as well. Stella was seriously getting pissed off right now. She was being asked to give up so much for her husband already, and now she was being asked to give up all her own sexual needs. Is there anything else I should know about? Uh, do you have any attractive friends? Stella was afraid there was the, uh, where this was going, but she thought she needed to be honest with the doctor. Yes, I, I, a few of them are very attractive. Can you hook me up with one of them? Stella felt confused, but also a little relieved. She was afraid he was going to suggest that Robert fuck her friends for the betterment of his health. Asking her if she could hook him up with one of her attractive friends was still very strange and probably unethical, but it was still better than what she had thought. 
No, I'm sorry, Doctor. I'm I'm not comfortable hooking you up with any of my friends. That's no problem, said Dr. Morris. But it's probably best that you get your friends to fuck Robert as much as possible. Damn it! You can't be serious. It's for the betterment of his health. By having sexual relations with other women... That's it. I'm calling bullshit on all of this. Uh, this has got to either be a messed up joke or some kind of fucking scam you're pulling. There's no way all this needs to be done for my husband's health. I assure you, Stella, this is all real. He'll be dead very soon if you don't. No way. You're lying about all of this. In fact, I think Robert is probably in on it, too. Um, so he could get whatever he wants, even more sex from me or other other women. To prove he was telling the truth, Dr. Morris spent the next hour providing Stella with absolute proof of Robert's condition. He not only showed Robert's medical results, but also documentations and studies of Robert's condition provided by hundreds of doctors over the last 50 years to show the methods of treating his condition. He even showed her online interviews of women who had to do the same exact things that Dr. Morris suggested for their own husbands and how it helped save their husbands' lives. Stella was dumbfounded when she saw all the evidence. She looked over her every detail, trying to find something to suggest the doctor was wrong or lying to her about everything. Eventually, Stella had no choice but to concede that not only was Dr. Morris telling the truth, but also that Robert needed all of those things that the doctor told her to do for him in order for him to live. Okay, I concede that everything you're telling me is absolutely true. I'm sorry I didn't believe you before. I'll do everything I everything I can. Um, I'll see what I can do to get my attractive friends to fuck Robert. As if any of them do say, or if any of them say no, I'll help him get sexual satisfaction from other women, no matter what. I'm sure this is not going to be easy for you since you're being asked to do a lot to help Robert. But you'll be doing a great thing for him, and he can live a long, happy life. As long as he gets to live, that's all that matters. That's good to hear. By the way, you also need to let him fuck you in the ass more. Sure, why not? Also, when he has sex with other women, I highly recommend you occasionally join them. Even let him sit back and watch you have sex with other women by yourself. Do you want me to explain to you why that's important? <laughs> oh, no need. I'm sure there's a good reason for all of that as well. When they were finally done, they shook hands and say th said their goodbyes. Stella left the doctor's office and went next door, where Robert was waiting for her at a corner table. She sat in the chair in front of him, and he handed her the coffee that he had ready for her. You were with the doctor for a long time. Is everything all right? Robert, there's no easy way for me to tell you this, but you're going to die. What? He said I was going to be just fine. He lied. He just didn't want to be the one to tell you, so he wanted me to tell you for him. He's kind of a coward. He was crying like a little bitch after you left. How much time do I got left? A few weeks at the most. Robert was hyperventilating. He had never felt so scared in his life. Oh my God, is there anything we can do? Absolutely nothing. The end. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was a pretty good one. I like that one. I think it's funny. But Hilarious. It, anyway.
that'll do for this episode of Literary Porno. Peace. Later on.